Welcome to the Music Grind Podcast. This is episode 19. Welcome to the Music Grind. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about a day in the life, in the life of a musician, a behind-the-scenes look. So welcome if this is your first time listening, and welcome back if you're a regular. Uh, I really do appreciate the support, and I'm, I hope that you've, if you've come back, I hope you've been enjoying it and learning something hopefully uh, or being inspired if you are a musician yourself being inspired by the stories of others and uh, what they do and how they handle you know the, the daily life the the grind as it were please don't forget to subscribe to share this podcast if you're enjoying it and you think someone else might also enjoy it or if you're a musician uh, and and someone asks you what you do uh, you know, use use this podcast to try to explain what goes on behind the scenes uh, when you're not on stage and the kind of preparation that we do, the kind of things that we deal with that people don't often see, uh, the non-glamorous parts of the of the the life of the work. As uh, my one of my previous guests, Justino, says, uh, it's not all crystal and hose, and he's right; it's not. So anyways, don't forget, subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast on whichever platform you happen to be listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and maybe Google Podcasts, and hopefully soon Pandora, uh, or on the website itself, musicgrindpodcast.com, and uh, you know, there's an Instagram page that you can follow to keep up to date. It's at Music Grind Podcast, and I do check it. So if you have any, um, if you have any ideas of who you would like to hear from, if you have any questions for certain people, please let me know. DMs at Music Grind Podcast or Music Grind Podcast at gmail.com is a great way to reach me. Um, so. As you may know, I've been playing with Mandy Harvey uh, quite a few times. Um, I'm subbing for my friend uh, Dan Navarro, who is actually going to be a guest on this podcast soon, soon and very soon. Um, so I will have I will have collected them all, the whole band on my on this podcast um, once that happens. But um, in a few weeks. This is going to be, oh, actually the end of this week, if this is released on February 19th, or I don't know what day it is. I don't know what day it is. Oh, the 17th. Okay. Uh, this Friday, the 21st and 22nd, I will be doing some hometown gigs, um, flying up to New Jersey, to uh, Tom's River, and to Kane University, which uh, is in Union, I think. I don't know. I'm not, I, I gotta look it up. I should know because I'm a New Jersey native. But I'm I'm happy to be going home, and I'm gonna get a chance to see some family and friends, and hopefully they get a chance to see uh, and hear me play. And that's always exciting. Um, 
because in in this line of work it's not often it's especially most of what i do are private events so it's not often that i can invite people you know without them crashing somebody else's wedding which is you know it's a bad look it's bad for business <laughs> so i'm excited to be going back uh back home for a little bit for a few days for work and for uh uh for fun and speaking of new jersey Today's guest is also, it happens to be, from New Jersey. Uh, today's guest is Gio Ponce. He's a phenomenal bass player based in Orlando. And as you will hear in this interview, he's also making the transition to Los Angeles. And he'll be working from uh, both sides of the country um, very soon. Actually, by the time this airs, uh, he will be in that transition already and going Um, back and forth and doing stuff like that. Um, he is uh, best known in in this area. In Orlando, he's known for just being a great bass player and being uh, an all-around great dude, great musician, and now a producer. Um, and he is currently playing with uh, reggaeton artist Jay Balvin, who you may... Uh, you may be, even if you're not in the reggaeton scene, if you're not in that circle, you're not paying attention, you may have, um, heard his name come across because he's been doing a lot more, uh, crossover stuff, uh, like the Latin Grammys. Um, I guess that's not really crossover because it's still Latin, but he's been doing a lot more, um, crossover stuff. He, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he showed up at the most recent, um, Super Bowl halftime show with, Shakira and J-Lo and Bad Bunny and maybe I'm I don't know I may not be remembering that correctly because you know what surprising I still haven't seen that show I still haven't seen it I need to see it because I'm a big fan of Shakira and I'm a big fan of Adam Blackstone I'm just putting it putting that out there anyways back to Gio um he's a great bass player and uh just for a little bit of context Uh, you know this this whole episode uh, and his his story is all about the network, and you'll hear how he um, how he built his network from school, from meeting people at uh, university, and then just uh, meeting on this gig, on the next gig, and then the next person calls for this, and an opportunity opens up here, and and so forth. Um, that's that's really how it how it works out. And that's actually how we um, first met. Uh, he was playing in a group called the Leonard Brothers. And um, a mutual friend of ours uh, brought me to one of their gigs. At the time, they were playing at a place in Tampa. That place doesn't exist anymore, um, which I'm not surprised about. But I went to hear them and I met him. And uh, when he got the call for the J Balvin gig, which uh, we get into um, in the interview, when he got that call, now this band um, needed a bass player. They had somebody who was just filling in and um, they were looking for somebody a little more permanent and they called me. So he, uh, Gio got, the, got one gig and moved on to the J Balvin thing, which created an opening and through uh, the network of people that we knew, Uh, I got the call to fill in his spot uh, for the band for Leonard Brothers, which I've been working for now for um, uh, since 2015. So five years now. That's how the network works. That's the music grind. It's all about um, knowing people 
uh, and they know you and having a good name, a good reputation, a good uh, work ethic is very important. And we talk about that, too. So, yeah, there's a little context for you. Um, and I said I got a chance to sit down with him finally um, and talk about and, and learn, actually, to be honest, learn a little bit more uh, in depth because we've we've known each other over the years. But like to talk more in depth was really great. And it was uh, it was a lot of fun, actually. So uh, and was really interesting. I got to ask him a few questions about tour life and some of the things that um, some of the things that you don't I didn't even think about. I hadn't even considered um and uh, some of his tips and and um things to watch out for while you're on tour so look for that in uh, the interview so without any further ado Gio Ponce so so you're a you're a bass player mm -hmm. primarily that's your main instrument yes was that your first instrument um no, my first instrument was guitar. Yeah. Yeah, growing up uh, as a kid. Um, so I specifically remember being like six or seven years old. And my parents would have um, like get togethers at the house, you know, like parties. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there was this one time where um, I guess a friend of theirs had brought a guitar over the house and they, they had left it. So I remember. Waking up the next morning, going to the living room, and there was a guitar there. I was like, oh, man, I want to play guitar. I saw it. I was like, damn. I automatically wanted to play it. So I, from that moment on, I, I grabbed it. I couldn't even hold the, the damn thing. It was I would have to lay it on my lap and uh -huh. play it with my thumb. But from that moment on, I played guitar. I started learning. I had people teach me, and I learned basic stuff. And then um, once uh, I was a bit older, that's like 9, 10, I started playing at church, but they didn't need me to play guitar. Okay. They needed a bass player. So that was the transition to that. But yeah, but to answer your question, guitar was the first instrument. Well, let's talk about that transition. Was it somebody at church that, that showed you the bass then? Like Yeah, that's what it was. So it was the, the pastor at the church. His name's uh, Pastor Trevor. Um, he was the one who put the bass in my hand. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, you're going to play this. Nice. Um, you know, I guess I was young and I just, they needed people to fill in spots, you know, they needed, because there was already a guitar player, there were drummers, everyone wanted to be a drummer, right? <laughs> um, keyboard player, they just needed a, a bass player. Yeah. So I was like, okay. They, I guess they just saw it in me. It's like, you'll play this. Yeah. And uh, from, from, from that moment on, that's where that kind of started for me from did, like nine years old pretty much nine did yeah. you enjoy it or did you did you protest or like <laughs> dude uh, that's that's funny you ask i hated it really yeah i hated <laughs> it man like because I, I was so uh hell-bent on like being uh like a, just a badass you know like kirk hammett you know yeah. in the front long hair uh -huh. just black guitar shredding that's what i wanted you know that's i thought that was so cool yeah um, but yeah, at first I hated it, man. It wasn't until I was like 15 or 16 that I fell in love with bass because I went to one show and that changed my life. It was, uh, I saw Victor Wooten oh, in, uh, yeah. in, a, in New York City. Yeah. Um, and from that moment on, because I, I didn't know the possibilities because at that time I wasn't exposed to, um, to bass like that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
I was just kind of playing like really basic church stuff, you know, like one four five, mm-hmm. um, you know, really one five stuff, mm, 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 you know, stuff like that. I was like, uh, this is kind of lame, you know. <laughs> but it wasn't until I was a little bit older and exposed to more of that style of music, I was like, oh, this is, this is for real. This is legit. This I mean, is awesome. Vic, Victor has his own thing. Yeah, 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 know? yeah, yeah. That and that's a long stretch from nine to fifteen. Yeah, dude. Of doing it while you're still. You know, you hate it. Yeah, yeah. I, and I learned, you know, honestly, I didn't like it. It was, it was just like a lot of um, people in my life, my parents, my my pastor, they would just, you know, kind of push me to do it. And he's like, yeah, you got to do it, you know, just, yeah. just do it. Just so you can have some type of discipline with something uh, in your life, you know. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you always want to instill something in your kids so they can come up like bring them up doing you know whether it's sports or whatever you know yeah for me it was music and they really wanted me to to push on it so i did um did they push you to take lessons while you're doing it like in this in that whole they pushed me yeah so my pastor would uh, provide lessons for me and i would go to church and they would have like these um on saturdays they would have and fridays they would have this stuff where you can go and he like dedicate an hour of time to that and then sit you in the room and you know, you play their metronome, and they teach you about chords and and and, and, and like basic theory and all that's, that stuff. That's great. Yeah, yeah. From a young age, and then um, I I dove into it more myself later on. But like the basic stuff I got from from you know being in church there, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which was great. It was a great foundation for me. Did you and, start playing like you said? You're talking about 15. You you uh, got hip to Victor Wooten. Did you start playing in in school like the high school band? Or so, so, dude, oh, man, it's really funny. Like my 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 come up. Like so, like I didn't like it until I was 15. But like when 15 to like 18, 19, like I didn't wasn't really playing with anyone. I was just I I was at home and I was I would play at home, and I play at church. Mm-hmm. That was it. No other bands like I was. I guess just where I was, where I was living at the time. I just wasn't exposed to music like that. You know, I lived in um, Jersey, New Jersey, a, a town called Bridgewater, and like in that town, like I, I just never really found that that outlet for music. Mm. I wish I would have. You know, what I'm saying I think it would have been amazing, but I just never did. So I just kept, kind of kept to myself. I always played at home, and I played at church. Was it? Wow, it's, it's weird. <clears throat> so, how did you? Um, well, now we're in Florida, uh-huh. but um, what was what was the rest of the thing? So, you're playing at home by yourself, or playing at church? Mm-hmm. Um, did you did you go to school for? It? Did you decide that you wanted like I want to do this while you were still up there, or did you come down here to Florida first? And so, uh, so I was. We were in transition. So right after. Right after high school, I graduated uh, in 2006. I just gave away my age, right? Uh, but um, at the end of high school, I wasn't sure. You know what I'm saying? So my parents had told me, well, we're going to move to Florida. Yeah. So now like, oh, what the hell am I going to do in Florida? So I kind of did some research. And I always had music in my in my mind. I was like, I want to do some music for, for, you know, after high school. So I looked up, you know, kind of music schools in Florida. And sure enough, what came up? full sale okay. uh so we moved down here and that's the one of the first things i did started gathering information uh of the, about the school i went to um i did a like a walkthrough um and kind of they just introduced me to everything they had there and after that i was sold so 
Yeah, I mean, like, I was always in my mind, and I wanted to do it. And uh, it just so happened that when I got here, there was something for me to do. Because they were was, coming here to Orlando. Yeah, I mean, University of Miami is has a amazing I know. program. I'll, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. But and it's uh, stupid expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's full sale. But uh, right. yeah, yeah. But um, nah. Uh, it just they wanted to move to Central Florida. That was yeah. it. You know, because I guess they had been. They were tired of living in in New Jersey for the moment and uh, moving to Central Florida for me like was because of them more than anything but just I was just I was 17 18 years old right. you know I was like they're moving to South they're moving to Florida like, alright let's go to Florida right and um, honestly I think it was the, the one of the best things that could have happened to me you know I think so because Moving here made me find that school, mm-hmm. which made me go to that school, and I, you know, that kind of, that's where it all started for me. And it, honestly, the whole full sale thing and the people I met from there, right? And then you know, the the networks that were created that branched from that seed full sale, right? You know what I'm right. So it was it was it was it was a blessing in disguise, in a way, because I didn't want to come, but. So so the base you didn't want to do it, it turned uh, out turned out great yeah. you didn't want to move here uh-huh. turned out great I know man <clears throat> it's like it's like you know I, it's like one of those things your parents know what's best for you you know because like, that was all them at the time because yeah. I wasn't making those decisions back then it was them you know I was living with them still I was still a kid yeah but they pushed me you know have you ever told them that like that kind of uh, you know, or thank you or, or yeah told for them sure how you feel yeah yeah for sure you know, yeah I tell them I'm super blessed and thankful for having. For me, like for me, you know, I feel like I, I, I'm I'm blessed, like, and I'm and I'm thankful for them because if it wasn't for them, you know, I wouldn't be in this position, honestly. Right. Whether they don't, whether they thought they were doing the right thing or not, you know, like they for them they were they they were like, yeah, we need to do this for him, you know, and right. Who, who they, how were they to know like what was gonna happen? Right. But um, it turned out for the best, and I'm and I'm and I'm glad I'm I'm grateful for it. And it's also you know I, I try to make the best of it too, you know. Yeah, I, I could have, you know, I could have easily just come here and like, oh, you know, rebelled and said fuck this and like I don't want to be a part of this and, you know, could have went the other way. Right. I just try to do best with what I had in the in the in the moment in time. Yeah, you, you know, there's that de- that debate of like whether or not parents should force the kids to take lessons or you know do that kind of thing. So y- your story is kind of the. Uh, uh, like a, a bit of a case study of why you should, mm-hmm. you know, why you should um, force your you know, force is such a hard word, but yeah. like, you know, you got to instill some discipline, as yep. you were saying earlier. Yeah, you know, and it <clears throat> will it has a potential, and in your case, it has produced yeah, great man. results. I absolutely, I, b- I believe in that one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, you gotta. I think when you're coming up, when you're growing up, you have to have some type of discipline. Yeah, and and later on in life, you will appreciate it. You know, because from from that those found that early foundation of instilling that discipline will lead you, and and motivate you and push you to do more in life. Because you have that, you're like, oh, that that feeling of man, I gotta do something. Right. That's I think that's what discipline is to me. I'm like, oh, I gotta do something. Right. I gotta do it. That's right. that. That's that. That's that early on. You know, uh, um, mentality that was put onto me. You know what I'm saying? Because they would push me. Like, you gotta do something. Right. You gotta do something. And now I still carry that. You know. Like subconsciously in the back of my head, when I feel like I'm not doing, it, I gotta do something. Right. That's that. That's that discipline. And to me, that's what it is. You know. Right. And I'm 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 grateful for it, dude. For real. You know. So. What um What was the the next step? So full sales happening. Were you 
playing um, so, while you were there, or did you just focus on school and then start? No, nah, man, I was uh, full sail was for, was I was studying and playing in a band. You know, yeah. that's what I was doing. Um, so uh, I tried to just get all my work out of the way, do whatever I had to do, and then just make music with my you know at the time my friends and I had a band. I had a I was a part of um of like a hip hop band. We we were like roots inspired, you know? Yeah, we loved nice. the roots and that's what we did. It was like four it was so bass, drums, guitar, keys and an MC. Okay. So five piece. There was five of us. And uh I did that and I was part of an, uh, another friend's band. He was also an MC and we did the whole try to do the whole roots with more with rock stuff. Okay. And then yeah, man, I just I just I just spiraled into music. I started working with a bunch of different people. Um, ended up meeting one of my best friends and 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 working making music with him. His name's Peter Baldwin. Um, and uh, you know, full sail led to all those things. And I thought they were for me. They were great. I needed that stuff. You know, growing up I mean, that whole um, that uh, started from the bottom type. You know, <laughs> just. You know, garage band, you yeah. know, literally practicing in your living room, you know. Yeah, because you came here not knowing anybody. No, You didn't bro. grow up here. So I didn't, didn't grow up here anybody. at all, no. I just, I met everyone at school, man. Yeah. And literally, the, the network I created from school led me to the, to play with all these people locally, you know. And um, that helped me a lot. And so that, I, I have often asked people that I've, that I've talked to, do you need to go to school to do what you're doing now like if somebody somebody's coming up and they're asking you for advice mm-hmm. do i need to go to school is that is that required to do what you do or what they want to do to be, be doing music man i've asked myself that question a few times and uh it's 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 a it's it's i'm split by it i'm not sure how to answer it because i, I yes and no N- no because um i feel like nowadays all the knowledge you need all the, all the things you need to know in the industry about music, the the business side, the technical side, man, you're exposed to it online. You're exposed through it through other people, just being in the setting. You know, you can. It's just it's just learn as you go. I feel like how that this is how it works. You know, yeah. you just got to be around the people who are doing it more than anything. And yes, because just more than anything, it also is the network, man. Mm. Like. What I got out of that school was the network of people. Right. You know, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here right now. Right. You know, just because of who I've met and who I've come across, which is like one of the biggest things when it comes to music, music industry, music business. Do you think there's any chance that you would have run into the same people, maybe some of the same people without the school? You know, that's funny. That's a great question. Uh, I don't, I, I, I would like to think I would, but honestly, who knows, you know? Yeah. 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 I just, I don't know where I would have ended up, you know? I just, I don't know who, who I would have been exposed to and 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 what kind of people I would have ended up, you know, hanging out with and who, who knows, man? Right. Um, knowing me, I would have tried to find music somewhere, but... Maybe it would have taken longer. I don't know. It's, right. it's that's that's a, that's a hard question to to, to you, answer. Yeah. Well. Yeah. How could you ever know? Yeah. Yeah. And likely you wouldn't have met this. The maybe you would have met one percent of the people that you and rather than all the people mm-hmm. that you met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true. I skipped. I <clears throat> forgot. I skipped a question that I often ask people. So, 
Well, who are your top three musical influences? Not necessarily on bass, is on any instrument, just musical influences. That's easy. Oh, okay. Uh, Prince, Michael Jackson, and Kanye West. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Kanye's Kanye's relatively new mm-hmm. compared to how long you've been doing it. So I just that, well, I've been listening to Kanye since um, since. I mean, college dropout. That first album, I was you know still in high school, yeah. probably younger than that. Um, and I just remember the drum beats, man. More than anything, that's what that's what drove me to his music, his mm-hmm. his drum patterns, his drum beats, his drum sounds. Those, his uh, his selection of music, his selection of samples. Like early on, I was like, man, that's how I want to make music one day like nice. on that sound that sound sonically like how he hit with his drums it was so dope and then you know prince um came later on in my life a little like when i was like early early on um early adulthood you know 20 21 21 and michael always yeah michael you know michael is just the for me one of the best songwriters of all time yeah i love his music still do um and those were, you know, those. I just when I think musical, and I think when I try to be creative, and I'm and I'm and I'm kind of looking for inspiration. I kind of think on those three artists. Okay. More than you know, and also when I also when I say Michael, I I, I want to imply um, Quincy Jones. Right. Okay. Obviously, you know, because yeah. Qu- Michael and Quincy are. It's the team. Yeah, it's yeah. the team, man. So, Quincy is a a, a musical inspiration. His yeah. arrangements. You know, he's just his sense for uh, space in the music, where to where to place certain things. It's it's beautiful, man. It's it's what I strive to do one day, honestly. But yeah, arranging or songwriting or yeah, man. I honestly producing, songwriting, arranging, all the above. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I want, and that's what I've been pursuing. So, so those are the 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 three I kind of look up to. You know, just as um. Just as a, a template mm-hmm. of how I would create, you know? Right. Like, that's who I have in mind. Right. You know? Just because I just feel like, to me personally, in my opinion, those are the, the one of the top three. I know people would argue Kanye, but um, um, I just think um, when it comes to music, he just really knows sonically what he's doing. I think, I really believe he hears things different than how other people hear them. And that's how he's able to create a lot of the things he does. And how he's been able to stay relevant for, you know, almost two decades now. Yeah, that's true. It's been, yeah. it's been, it's been a long time. <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah, man. So, um, so now you're you've been playing and you're in school, mm-hmm. you're in full sail, and you graduate. Um, what's the what's the next step? Like, I have to imagine that you go to school because you want to do this mm-hmm. for a living, right? Mm-hmm. When did that hit you? I, when did you know I want to do this for a living? For a living? Yeah. Um, dude, <laughs> uh, honestly, since I was a kid, though. Really? Yeah, man. Like, I always I always told my, my parents, I was like, man, I want to do this. I want to be a guitar player. I, I, I always said I wanted to be a guitar player. Okay. I don't know if they knew what that meant. I don't know if I know what that meant. But I guess what I was trying to say is like I want to do music. Did you have Did you have a model of that? Did you have somebody that 
that like because everybody I think everybody can imagine oh I, I want to play guitar mm -hmm. but just as a hobby did you have a model of somebody who's doing this like that that's their job man not really like someone I knew personally yeah, no yeah, not really no. man um that's like I knew some like I had a guy come uh when I was uh growing up as a teenager he would, he was uh, one of my bass mentors I saw him do it And um, but he was you know, he he was I guess the one of the only kind of models or 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 people I knew at the time that were kind of doing it. But as far as like someone who's you know, I don't know that's I never really had that person in my I'm life. Just, I'm, I'm just, just curious like how how did that? I'm just always curious for everybody. How did that come into your consciousness of like I want to do this as a job? As my yeah. well, man, I wasn't. Like that's all I knew, so I was like, yeah. "Man, I gotta make this work," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "I guess it's like that's I guess survival kicked in," you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I gotta no like Plan B, no or... Plan B, man. You know, like, and I always thought about it. I was like, "Man, what else can I do?" Mm -hmm. And it's just like nothing really that nothing came to mind that it really sparked me and inspired me and really wanted me to, like I I really wanted to do like 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 music, man. Right. So I was like, "Man, this is this is." This is what I gotta do, you right. know. I gotta and I gotta make it work. Either right. whatever, whatever I, you know, whatever it is I gotta do, I'm gonna do it. So, yeah, man. I I guess it's just you know that that survival instinct kicked in for me. Honestly, it's just like man, I gotta make this work. You know, right. like I know people are doing it, and and you know, obviously you start seeing once you're once you kind of buckle down and like decide like and then that you want to do this, and you start kind of researching and seeing who else is doing it, and right. you know that wasn't until. You know, nineteen, twenty years old. Okay. I started realizing that that you know this is my this is gonna be it. Right. You know, I've always wanted to do it, but then like that decision came in my mind, and what you know, I the affirmation was you know later like twenty, and I was like, this is it. So, and I I started doing it. Yeah. And it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. Why? Oh, yeah, what, yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was I was broke ass. You know, <laughs> I was a broke ass early. You know. A young adult. Yeah, let's let's yeah. get into that. What were those first gigs? What was the first um, Bro, professional life? Wow. I mean, you know, just bar gigs, man. Bar gigs. You know, sometimes you sometimes you make fifty bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I, I I had a gig one time. You know, one of those gigs that you never forget. Um, we played at some place downtown in Orlando, and. Um, I don't even know how. I, what, I don't remember who called me, how I got there. I show up, you know. There's no one really there, and we start playing. And at the end of the night, you know, I don't know. We were there for maybe two, three hours. At the end of the night, I get a guy gives me five bucks. Five. Five bucks. Oh my god. My, I'm like 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The guy gives me five bucks. He's like, "This is what we made tonight." I'm like. So yeah, they were playing for the door. They didn't tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those, you know. Yeah. So, man, but at, at for me at that age, I, I just wanted to play, man. I was like, just give me in front of as many people as I can be in front of, mm -hmm. and play with as many musicians as I, musicians as I can, you know, uh, to play with. And it was just, just one of those moments where I was just like, damn. I told myself I'm never going to forget this. Did, was it disappointing or? It, it, yeah, because at the time, like I'm trying to make some money so I can 
eat some food and <laughs> yeah and try to you know pay pay my well at the I wasn't really paying rent at the time but like I was crashing on people's couches and I wanted to give money to the people I was like you know sure. crashing with you know I was and they were helping me out but I wanted to help them out too you know what I'm saying but I couldn't even do that at the time so so let me let me ask you on that gig specifically I I I like to think of gigs or work in in this kind of triangle um one uh, hope the ideal is to have all three things in place right mm -hmm. when the music is amazing or fun at least the hang is great mm -hmm. and the pay is great yep. if you have two out of the three you're good you know if you have one out of the three it's probably a terrible gig yeah if you have three out of three amazing it's amazing mm -hmm. on that gig was it one two or three it well, was not, not the three not it the pay. was um well i guess it would be just i, I think it was one because the music was fun I remember the music being fun, and mm -hmm. I enjoyed playing the music. Right. But the hang, I didn't really know the guys that well. Um, it was kind of like a, a random thing. And then, obviously, the pay was... The pay. <laughs> so, yeah, one out of three, man. I don't know. It was, it was rough. It was one of those rough ones that I'll never forget. But I'm glad I don't forget it. Yeah. Because I told myself I'll never do that again. Right. So, and thank God I, I, I never have. So. How do you avoid that now? How do you... How do you avoid getting into that situation? Because as you grow, as you develop, as you come up as a musician, artist, um, whatever it may be, your circle strengthens. The people around you, the quality of people around you mm. become better. Yeah. And you're not exposed to as much... Um, I hate to say it, but like trash, you know, you, you're not exposed to that as much. So it, it filters out. It starts to, it starts to filter itself out. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, um, you have to, you worry less and less about it, honestly. Now, you know, I have this, I, I believe I have a network and a, and a circle of people when, when they do call me and if they do call me, I, I trust it. Right. Because I know over time and the, the time I've put in that my network and the circle have, has, has become better. Right. So I, I don't have to worry as much, you know, and, you know, I have, there's, it becomes more consistent and, you know, and, 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 um, and then even the referrals from those people, those are still good too, because those people have the same mentality I do. Right. You know, and they know, you know, how it is. So they, they're, they're cautious and, you know, we all kind of take care of each other. Yeah. Yeah, because no one, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to give you a bad gig, you know, because you're my friends, and that's that's how I like to think about it. And right. I wouldn't want to give someone I care about or someone that I'm friends with and put them in a bad situation. Yeah. So th that's the way I think. So I believe the people that um, I work with and who are you know associates of mine and work in this business together, they think the same way. I would like to hope and think they do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's. That's uh, that's what I've learned and that's what I've kind of seen over time, with, with when it when it comes to when it comes to like gigs like that and or, or avoiding gigs like that, you know. Right. So it becomes a bit easier over time. Just because the the quality of people that that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're all of one mind, if you're all striving to be, be the best, you mm -hmm. know, then yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that you're, that I mean. 
one of the big things you're you're doing, you've been doing for a while, is the the J Balvin gig. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how that how that um, I I can't imagine it didn't come from your network, you know. But like, how tell me how about how that came about? Uh, dude, honestly, it's uh, well, it it kind of came from a a phone call. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, um, you know Antonio. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Keyboard player here yes, in uh, yeah, here keyboard player yeah. here in Orlando, uh, great friend of mine, and he uh, it was 2015, no sorry 2014, I would say November, December 2014, he calls me, he's like, man, are you available? <laughs> I'm like, um, I said, I always say yes. <laughs> <laughs> like always, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I hate I like I, I try to never say no. But I yeah, I say yes. And if I if I'm not figure it out. But uh uh and I'm like, yeah, man, of course. And um he's like, Man, I I might need you for something um in January. So I'm like, all right, cool, send me the details, let me know what it is and you know, long and behold it was that that artist, Jay Bobbin, and uh I get a call from, you know, the manager and, and, and um, the front of house guy. And um, they're like, hey, can you do this? And um, we're actually, can you, are you available to do this? And um, we want you to let, we want to let you know that we're looking at three other guys, too, for the position. Uh, cool. And, you know, they're just like, just send me a bunch of, like, you know, just media stuff, just like, you know, performance, all that stuff. So I sent them all that. And uh, two weeks later, man, I get, like, a phone call. And they're like, hey, we're about to go on tour for um, a month. Are you available to do it? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and that was it, man. Honestly, it was off a phone call. And just of me knowing Antonio. Right. Okay, because of because of my relationship with Antonio. And, and me, I, I've played with him before. And we've worked together. And it was always a good hang. You know, he recommended me he put a high recommendation in for me yeah and uh that was it man because he was already on the he gig. was already on the gig he was already on the gig mm-hmm. uh he he had already did uh one tour with him he, he did like two months mm-hmm. and then i guess uh, whatever happened with the bass player he stepped down and uh i stepped in because of antonio so nice yeah super grateful for that network that network again yeah. hey man that's what it is man yeah that's yeah. that's there's so many people's stories that are Word of mouth, word literally of mouth. word of mouth. Yeah, it's it's super powerful. Yeah, you know I can come, I can just you know that's I believe in relationships and 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 develop the, developing them and and nurturing them, if if they're worth doing it, obviously. Yeah, right. 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 So and when you do that, I you know, and you you don't ever do it with you know with the intention of uh, I'm gonna get something back from it. That's never the intention. It's always just to create good vibes with people right. and I think when you do that um, something is just bound to sprout you know people right. are going to think of you people think of you and people think of who you are um, and um, also you know just about like and also have the the uh, the talent that goes with it too you know what I'm saying you got to work you got to be a good person and you just got to be um, you got to be on your shit too, man. Be prepared, right? You know, yeah. be prepared. Be always be prepared. Do you ever find people that are that? Have you encountered the people that talk the big game and then they then they get up to play and it's like it's evident that this person hasn't 
put the time in or this person. In yeah, the- you, yeah, for sure. There's, you always get those gigs where, you know, people are not as prepared and you think they would be because, yeah. you know, you see how they play and they're, they're amazing. They're, you know, they're, they're out of this world. And then when they come to the gig, it's like, oh, that is not what I, what I saw. But, yeah. But it's just, honestly, it's not because they're not talented. It's just because it's lack of preparation. Yeah, and that, that I don't know, that bugs me. Yeah. And and it, even in myself, when I when I haven't done the homework, it's like uh, I feel incredibly disappointed in myself. And it bugs me when somebody else like hasn't taken the time. Absolutely. Man, I, I took the time to learn it. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I got you 100% on that. Yeah, that's definitely a pet peeve of mine as well. I think, you know, Whenever, as a professional, you should always show up to prepare. I mean, you want to go to your, you know, you, you want to go to your boss's meeting for some company, for some tech company, and they, they need their annual annual review, yeah. and they need it all written out, and, you know, and you wouldn't show up with just, you know, one piece of paper. Yeah. Like, we did good. You know, you know, you, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't we do did. that, you know what I'm saying? So why why treat that any different? You, I, every profession you should treat the same you prepare yeah. yourself before do the homework before yeah. you know do the preparation work beforehand yeah yeah put in the time it's not it sometimes it's this it can be a a bit of um uh a lot not, not a bit a lot of work you know you got to sit in front of your computer with your headphones on and learn, learn songs. 15 songs hey, you got to do it yeah. what was the preparation like for j balvin I, you had two weeks i before? had so um yeah i had like two weeks so, bro, every day. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was only a handful of songs at the time. Okay. Maybe it was like 10 songs I had to learn. Because at the time, he was only doing like um, like a 45-minute show. Mm. So. But this is all, this is like, uh, did they give you requirements? Like, uh, okay, well, actually, a few things. Did they give you requirements of like, you have to memorize this, no charts? Or, oh, did yeah. Did they give you the music? Did they give you So what they material? gave me, yeah, well, all they gave me was... Um, they had recorded the show. Mm-hmm. They had a two-track recording, and they send that to me. I was like, "All right, the bass play what the bass player is playing, the okay. parts." So I had to learn those parts off the recording. Right. Yeah, there was no charts, no. There was no. There's no music director like that. But um, yeah, that was that was all I was given, and I just sat in my room for two weeks. I was like, "Yo, I'm not going nowhere. Right. I'm studying this every day, so right. I can go and you know." Not give these people an excuse, and I give them a reason to think um, I'm I'm not what they expected. You know what I'm saying? Right. I wanted to give them all their expectations. Right. So now at that point, because you you mentioned they told you they're looking at three guys, but mm-hmm. at that point, were you in or were they still looking at? They're three? still looking. Yeah. Well, no, but no. When I showed up to the first gig, they, that was it. Oh, that was yeah, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, was it, yeah, yeah. They had, they had already gave me the job, but uh, when I, you know, they. I was I was learning the music in the process of them still looking. Though. Okay, right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So you're putting in work, not knowing, not knowing, right? Yeah. The potential might not happen. But it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll do it. It's either way. Yeah. I just wanted to be uh, I wanted to be be prepared either way. Right. And either, I would have you know if I didn't if I didn't get the gig I would have been like oh thank you either way. Right. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for considering me. And I would have kept it moving. Right. So, yeah. What's um so Jay Balvin has been he's been his star has been rising. Yes. So I know you know on your Instagram and on all the social you you've posted the international tours. Mhm. So what's the thing 
that has surprised you the most about being on tour, on these long, on national tours, on international tours? What's something that, like, uh, I didn't expect it to go this way? Wow. Um, I, I, did, I wouldn't have expected travel in general just to be as hard it is, as it is. Mm. That kind of, I kind of was like that. I, I wasn't thinking at the time. You know, because I was so eager to do it. And I was like, man, I just want to do it. But once you're traveling, you know, 12 times a week, uh, a month, but you go, you're flying everywhere, that it, the, 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 the toll takes on your body. You know what I'm saying? Really? So, you, yeah, you have to be really mindful. And I, go, I say that to say this. You have to be really mindful of how you take care of yourself. Okay. Because that comes into play a lot. Your 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 body, your health. You have to be really mindful of that, man, because you can get sick so easy. You know what I'm saying? You can, you know, um, there's a lot of things that can happen to you just just from travel. Your body wears down. And that's the glamorous part of right that of the the whole music thing, uh-huh. being on stage and all the fans, and then the travel. The travel. That was, that's the glamorous part. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's it's not. It's not. From, so what do you do to take care of yourself? Man, you just you know you gotta watch what you eat, man. <laughs> watch yeah. what you eat. Hydrate. How um, do you how do you do that? Stretch. You gotta stretch. You gotta stretch. Yeah, man. Honestly, all those oh, things are very important. From like sitting. From for sitting. So long. Yeah, or just every day, man. Just like, cause, and uh, and it's also you, a mental thing as well. Yeah. Cause you're gone for so long. And I don't know. The, depending on the type of person you are, some people are you know like they like to be home. And if you like to be home, <laughs> it's gonna be hard. You know, it's gonna be a hard gig for you. Right. Cause we're not home. You know, right. this this year alone, I we did uh, over a hundred shows. I don't know how many shows, man, but we we did. I had a I had a, a moment in time this year where it was from May to October that I had been gone. Wow! And that was all over U.S., all over Europe, everywhere. We went everywhere, and uh, that stretch was that was hard. That was yeah. a long stretch. So, you know, when you're doing runs like that, those are the runs where you have to be like, you have to find balance. You got to find, you got to find, trying to ground yourself because that it will get the best of you and it'll drive you a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? What did, what did you do? Honestly, you know, just find that balance. Um, I started making more music. Um, I did a lot more sightseeing than I usually would. Got outdoors more, walked around, you know, yeah. just try to, try to make it, as normal as possible and 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 to or try to make it as as home as i could you know so like at home i'd just you know i'd be making music so i'd make music you know make music, yeah. or you know i'd go out and 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 do something new i don't know just to get away from the kind of the the the, the tour routine you know because you can easily get get caught up and just lock yourself in a hotel for well, tell yeah. me, tell me about the, the routine, because like I said, the 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 point of this is to kind of go behind the scenes. What is the tour routine that you're trying? I mean, to it, everyone's out? different, you know. So some you have some people like, for, like I think like, when I say routine, like you don't want to just show up, lock yourself in the room for twelve hours to the chill show, you know, do the show, come back, lock yourself in the room again, and travel right. back home. That's what I was trying not okay. to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that'll that's what kind of drives you crazy a bit. 
But yeah, I just, you know, I try to do other things, try to walk around, try to go meet people, try to go see new places. Right. If I was in a different, if I was in a far different country and I've never been to this before, I try to go and um, see everything that I've never seen in that country. You know, when I was in Italy um, over the summer, um, we were staying in Milan for a few days. So I was like, man. Let's go, like we, there was a group of us who was like man let's go do let's go somewhere else let's try something else because we had like a couple of days off yeah. so we went to Venice nice. and we took a train we took, well, you know just exploring <clears throat> just trying something else just to, just to kind of get through the time you know right. and, and, and you know while, while you're out there and, and enjoying it you know um, but you know just there's a lot of things with with traveling and touring that you would think it'd be uh, it wouldn't be hard but it, it can be just it's just a mindset you have to be um you can't get caught up in the same or like uh just being trapped in that whole tour kind of uh, mentality man just like you know kind of doing the same thing every day just you know room service you know and like you know go do stuff and like like how you usually would when you're home how how has that um, h- how have you brought that mindset back home? Like, do you apply that same thing now? Or? Mm. You know, when I'm home, I'm, I tend to relax. You know, I especially nowadays. Now, when I get home, like I'll just come home and chill. I'll see my family. I might go see my parents. Mm-hmm. But I, what I do bring is the my my work ethic. Like I create music on the road and I create music at home. So how I, how I work there is how I work now. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, that's uh, that's one thing I, I stay consistent with. You know, more than anything, and that that's what helps me a lot too. Just, and honestly, when when I'm out and about, I get I get creative. I see different places. That's like inspires me to, like I'll I'll see something, but I'll hear it too. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like I'll see it. Like I don't know. I'll see some statue I've never seen, and for some reason, I'll think of a note. Nice. Yeah, I'll think of something that goes with it. I don't know. You run around recording on your phone. I, I have recordings of places yeah. I've been to, um, and I've been meaning to sample a lot of it. I mean, that's what I want to do. Eventually. Oh, literal recordings of like. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, like a, a ambient. Yeah. You know, like uh, like uh, like street noise or. Um, uh-huh. uh, I was in Turkey this summer, and they, um, I I forget at what time, but um, I guess it's at sunset. Have um, man, I don't want to butcher it, but it's like this, uh, these like chants or this singing that goes on these speakers every day at the same time, and I guess it's just um, I don't know what they're singing, I don't know what they're saying, but uh, they put it on every day, and um, I recorded that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, that's really awesome. So yeah. I'll record that, or um, I went to, it was random in I forget what country it was, and I went to some drum circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was there and, you know, I recorded that, you know nice. what I'm saying? Just wherever you may go, you can yeah. kind of hear stuff. Yeah. Stuff you usually don't hear around here, you know? Right. Do you, were you in that drum circle, were you already inspired or you like, do you wait, go back and listen to the recording and then see what hits you? Um, what's your, what's your I was thing? I was definitely inspired. Like I heard something around the, of the back because yeah. of, of the, the rhythms they were doing. I was like, oh. That's sick. So I was just like, boom! I have to record it, you know. Right, right. But you know, whatever in the whatever I in the moment, I sometimes I just may hear stuff that I think is really cool, some some noise. I don't know. Right. And, excuse me, and I'll record that. Just 
it's ran- it's really random. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's kind of whatever I whatever I feel, whatever I think is cool. So, I I dig that actually, and that I, I guess that that's remind that's showing kind of the the Kanye roots. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. The, the influence. The influence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he's when it came to for him when it came to kind of just finding um, sounds. He I think he was a genius with that. Even with his samples, you know, you listen to Kanye samples like, man, how did you think to sample that? You know, how did you think to grab this record from, you know, from 1970? How did you think to grab that Steely Dan record and sample that and loop it there? You know, like, right. it's crazy. And, right. and you know, thinking of stuff like that, I kind of, kind of like, you know, what would Kanye do? So you know, like, <laughs> you know, and uh, I'll just, I kind of have that mentality and think about it, and you know, I'll just grab certain things and right and you know maybe later on piece it together right maybe sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but it's always trying yeah you said something uh earlier that that was interesting that i want to ask about you said on while you're on tour watching what you eat Mm -hmm. how do you do that in a country that you've never been to man uh it's just when i say watching what you eat is like like don't be gluttonous don't don't overeat don't you know don't eat don't eat shit don't eat fried food don't eat you know um obviously it's different wherever you go right like you know like but you know apply to you know if you're in italy don't eat too much pasta (laughs) if you're in uh israel don't eat too much falafel you know what i'm saying like just just portion it right you know okay um and uh because believe it or not it's really easy to just kind of get away and and like get away from yourself when it comes to like you know eating on the road and it's because it's so accessible you know right especially especially on these tours like whenever you do like a um when you get to a venue and they have full catering all day <laughs> you know what I'm saying you go back and you're going back and hitting the plate two or three times and like yeah yeah right that's yeah, so you gotta be careful you right, know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, you do. That's that's really important, man. You gotta know, be mindful. You, you gotta be mindful because you get away from yourself, and next thing you know, you're five pounds heavier, and you you feeling like shit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want. And the the point of it of me saying all that is, you don't want to feel like shit while you're while you're traveling or while, or while you're gone, because you're you're in a place where you're not. You know, what if something happens to you and you're in 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 Turkey? It's, you know, that's it's that's far from home. Yeah. You know. Well, does does the uh Actually, that's a great question. What if something happens? Does, in this case, does the tour have? I mean, yeah, insurance the, yeah, yeah. They'll like they'll, they'll they'll take you to the to the you know. Well, they're they're more responsible of what happens to you, like, on stage or right. You know, if if something happens to you, like during a show or you know, some work related. Right. Yeah, right. they they take care of you. But you know, if you're getting sick because you just had, five, boxes of pizza. Yeah. That's different. That's, that's like, different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You have to really be mindful of what you consume, what you're doing, and, you know, alcohol intake, you know. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get sick doing that. You know, that, that shit sucks. Yeah. You know, that shit, especially being far from home. And you, you never know. You And you just hear, and, you know, I've never, thank God I've never um, experienced anything terrible like that. But, you know, I, I have friends who've, who've gotten sick on the road and it's just the worst thing man you don't want to be that far from home and be sick like that you know and it's got to affect your performance yeah, of course yeah. of course you know it's it's the worst yeah. all you want when you feel like that i'm assuming all you want to do is go home <laughs> but you can't you know right. it's, it's you're far you know so that's what i say take care of yourself you could be mindful um and just um 
you be mindful of what you consume and uh just in general even if you're not you, even if you're not traveling nowadays we just need to take care of ourselves period man that's true yeah because it's just it's just too many diseases out there that are that are that are killing people every day you know right. what i'm saying whether it's sugar related or you know what i'm saying like hey and that's fairly easily controlled or or at least mitigated yeah yeah, yeah just dude. watch what we eat so what um you're you're on the Jay Balvin gig, but what do you? Um, well, we we've talked we've talked before, and even today you've talked about um, producing and arranging. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you working on next? What's what's next for you? Um, wow, that's great. Uh, so next is um, production, man. Just uh, a lot of music, my own kind of thing. Uh, working with other people, working with other artists on a production type of level and the you know just creating mm-hmm. that's that's where my heart is honestly now more than ever i just more lo- than playing more than playing yeah yeah I, I i love creating i love creating uh a piece of a piece of music um whether it be i don't know whether it be uh country or or reggaeton it don't matter like uh whatever comes out comes out i'm i'm, I'm about that I, I love doing that I love creating with people, um, and to I think that's honestly where my my heart has been taken, and that's where I want to go to. So I'm on my way. I'm transitioning over to LA now, uh, within the next well, in a couple of weeks, but within this next year, I'm gonna be be there a lot and uh, with be between here and there. So oh, okay, jump. I was gonna ask like yeah, going yeah. back and back forth, and or forth. you like making the move? No, no. Back for now, I'm gonna be back and forth. Back and forth yeah, yeah, like right now, I'm going over there for like a month and a half. Yeah, and uh, put some work in, and then uh, I'll probably come back here. And in between tra- traveling with this guy with, with Balvin, yeah, working as well still. So well, I mean, even with that, like that, that must take you to LA. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Several yeah. times, right? Like mm-hmm. you. I can't imagine you don't do shows. Yeah, no, we we do, we do, we do for sure. But yeah. uh, uh, even even I mean, it doesn't matter where I am in the country. I, I can just you can always work. Yeah, I can always work, and they will they'll always just fly me. So hmm. yeah, it's, it, it works. It's fine. Nice. Yeah. So it's cool. Um, where can where can people find you on social media? On can, social media, what's the best? way to follow you what the, you're doing honestly the best way is uh through my instagram, instagram. Uh, i think that's my most uh relevant um social media platform at this point bo- at this moment for me um uh, just uh at uh geo ponce g-e-o-p-o-n-c-e uh and yeah that's I, i'm kind of like that's what i update the most more than anything more than facebook anything else yeah. is Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah, I put music on there. I put music links on there. I do I do everything through there. I think that's where every, everyone does it. So, yeah. You, uh, I'll Whatever music I come out with will be through there. And um, what any any type of creative um, uh, content I make will be through there, whether it's a video or or a sound clip, you know, whatever. I'll just put I'll throw it on there. So, What has been the... the uh being on this um, like major artist now and international tours, what has been like your favorite part about it? Um, the the chance to play 
in front of all the people that I have been able to play in front of in all these different countries, just that exposure and just that experience on just the experience on being on a stage like that and um, performing with um, someone who I believe is a really great person. Um, Bobbin is a really um, one of the best human beings I've met. He's really kind, nice. really awesome. Always treated us great. That's uh, really good to hear. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you don't get that. No, no, no. This is <laughs> this is uh, he's a he's a rarity. He's I think he's a, I think he's great. But uh, just you know that 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 experience that 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 opportunity just to perform you know that 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 sense that uh, when you when you're walking on stage for you know for the first minute that that kind of that bit of nervousness. You know, and then after that, it's just you're kind of just flying. Yeah, that that whole thing. I think that's that's the best part for me, just being able to kind of just be in that moment, in that hour, and kind of just doing what you love to do, playing. That's Honestly, awesome. Yeah, more than anything, that's you do all that. You do all the traveling. You do all all the you know uh, the delays and <laughs> the you know. Uh, all the car rides for that for that hour. Right. Yeah, I think that's the best. You know, going right. up there and playing music, it's great, man. It's what you know. It's what um, is what a as any kid who inspires to do this in their life. That's what they want. That's what they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. That moment, and I, th- and I think that's the best part of it. Honestly, right. it's great, man. I I don't I can't um I have no complaints about that. You know, I can't I can't complain ever. I think that's. I think it's the biggest blessing. It, it seems like it, man, and, yeah. and and I'm really happy for you. Thank you, bro. And I want to thank you for doing this. Absolutely, man. You know, I, uh, this is great. I love this. Awesome. Uh, I, I hope you keep doing it. <laughs> I will. Yeah. yeah thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. And if you want, you know, I I, I would definitely um, want to recommend some people to you. I'm gonna get Willie next. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if he's. <laughs> let's see, let's see if he's uh, let me ask him. Well, there you have him, uh, Gio Ponce. Isn't it um, a little surprising to hear that he hated the bass when he first started? He said he hated, he was emphatic about that. And actually, I was surprised too. I think it's done really well for him. He's done he's done well for himself. But uh, on the instrument that he originally hated, he's making a living uh, doing music on this instrument. And more. You know, of course, he plays keys and he produces and such. But, um, you know, he's he's a bass player or at least he's known as a bass player primarily. And man, that's uh, I thought that was uh, quite, quite interesting. Uh, Also, you know, his tips, taking care physically, watching what you eat, finding balance while you're uh, on the road while you're out in a in a place that you may not even be familiar with out in a different country take care of yourself because uh what happens if you get sick get hurt get injured or you know whatever the case is uh if you're out in some city that you have no idea you don't know anything about or uh or even if you're just cooped up in your room or on the bus or whatever the case is uh take care of yourself uh physically that that's really actually a really good tip for all of us And if you find yourself on tour or if you find yourself dreaming about being out on tour, you know, really take heed of of what he's saying. He's he's doing it. So he knows uh, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, 
keep up with him on Instagram, as you heard, at Gio Ponce, G-E-O-P-O-N-C-E. I will have it in the show notes as well. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Like he said, that's the best spot. He really does put up uh, pictures, music and links and all kinds of stuff of all the stuff he's working on, um, whether it's playing uh, shows, whether it's uh, producing, whether it's just uh, cool pictures, uh, follow him there. You know, his story, I think I mentioned it in, in the interview, his story is a really good case study on whether or not parents should force their kids to practice or to stick with an instrument. You know, you can you can make the case either way, I guess, you no, know, you shouldn't force a kid because they're gonna they're gonna grow up to resent it, or you should because it's gonna instill discipline, or I mean, you know, some kids don't have to be forced, but but if you find yourself uh uh, as a parent with a child like that, I don't know where you stand and I don't even know where I stand on it. I know what what I was brought up with and I, and we heard we that Gio's parents instilled that work ethic, instilled that discipline and really pushed him, uh, not only his parents, but the people at the church pushed him to build that discipline and look where it's got him. So if you have thoughts on that, send me a message. Um, reach out to me on Instagram at music grind podcast or send an email music grind podcast at gmail.com. Send me your thoughts. I'll collect them on, you know, uh, if we get it enough, I'll read them in a future episode, but I'm really curious to hear what you think. If you have, if you're a musician, what was your upbringing? If you're a parent of a child and you want them to learn an instrument or they currently are, what are you doing with your child? Uh, I'm really interested to know about this. Don't forget uh, to subscribe to this podcast. If somehow you're hearing this without having subscribed, thank you, first of all. But subscribe. Uh, we have now, obviously, this is episode 19. So there are 18 previous episodes to listen to. And we will continue to have more here. Um, please share it. Because if uh, someone has shared it with you, hopefully. And if you are enjoying it, uh, please rate uh, and or review on whatever platform you're using, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, um, and hopefully it's on Google Podcasts. I really need to, do need to get um, get the the thing going with that because I, I got to figure out how to check that, and hopefully soon on Pandora. All your uh, ratings and reviews help to push this podcast higher up in the listings, in the uh, directories, and, and people will be able to find it, and, and so forth. And you may also have noticed, if you have a keen eye, that this particular episode has a new logo, or a, a slightly different logo anyways. All the artwork for... Uh, for this has been made by uh, by my sister Olga Gonzalez, and you can follow her at Olga Guns Art. Olga O L G A Guns G U N Z, and then Art A R T. That's on Instagram. But she uh, she created the the artwork, the logo. I told her what I wanted, and she made it happen. And so the original logo is blue. And for a special series like this for Orlando musicians, I have a different color. And then I have a few other ideas for which I have another color and so forth. So that 
Uh, when you're looking at it on in your um, in your podcast app, whichever one you use, hopefully you'll be able to see. Oh, this is uh, something new. This is from a different series. Uh, this is from a different collection or something like that. But it's still all from the same podcast. So uh, if you like that, if you don't like it, let me know. Either way, let me know. Slide into my DMs. Huh. Um, for you can follow me if you so choose. Uh, uh, my name is Tito. I don't know if I've ever said that. Oh man, that occurs to me. I don't know if I've ever said that on the in any episode. But that's my name, Tito, and you can follow me at TDV Music, uh, or you know, go to my website tdvmusic.com. But Instagram really is the best spot for that. So, I hope that uh, I hope that you have been enjoying it, and I hope that you have been learning, and maybe even uh, catching some inspiration from the stories of all the musicians that um, that have come through this uh, podcast. Uh, and hopefully if you're a musician, hopefully catching some tips too, maybe thinking about things a different way or confirming, Hey, this guy's, uh, this guy or girl is doing something the way I'm doing it. Maybe this, maybe it is the right way to do it. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Hopefully it helps. Well, until the next one, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>